We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week 3, DraftKings Picks and Preview. Reminder to fill up the Pat Mayo Experience, DraftKings Listeners League. There's 300 spots remaining. As of the time of this record, we made it bigger. You fill it up by the end of the show, basically, by the time you're watching it, and it'll probably be even bigger for next week. There's 3,500 spots, rake-free, guaranteed money. Don't need to sell you on. It's best tournament on DraftKings. Playing it, all right? Smash like, gently caress the sub button to the channel, and obviously the podcast, sub to those, rate and review, all that fun stuff. Download, even if you don't listen, because that really does help us out over here in creating more shows, more content, more everything coming for you on Mayo Media Network. And a reminder to buy runthesims.com. Runthesims.com slash Mayo will get you 10% off either the weekly, the monthly, the yearly. You want to upgrade after testing out the yearly or weekly? You're good to go with that 10% off. Uh, it's been winning big, especially on Showdown. Not quite as big as Tambo from runpuresports.com. Can I have some money? <laughs> yeah, you'd like that. You had the money last you week. You fucking luck box. Oh, it's so lucky, man. The haters <laughs> were out in full force. That's for certain. It was a, a good night, but it's the way it goes. That's why we play the game, right? We talk about it all the time. Showdown, anything can happen. You can't count the money until it's over. Ended up falling into my account. I'll take it. Yeah, has it ever happened to you where you've been winning something and then something ridiculous happens in the last 30 seconds of a game and then you don't win anymore? Never, Pat. That's, yeah, it's a, never happened. that's the worst part of it all, to be honest. The funniest part, I guess, is that like we act like we don't play this game every week. All the guys <laughs> up top, there's a bunch of pros that fell into this position and others that fell out. It's unfortunate for them. It's a bad beat, yes, but it happens to all of us and it's just part of the game. We've taken our L's in other places plenty of other times. 
Yeah, it's rigged for uh, pros like you. Rigged. Rigged. Yeah. Yeah. You, they, they made the call in, so the you could win. The worst word in gambling. Yeah, so I could win 38K. Like, life-changing, baby. Let's go. Yeah, well, I mean, 38K is nothing to scoff at. I'm not scoffing at it. I shouldn't say you, like you that. Are, what you, I mean, are, you are scoffing I'm at it. I'm saying that they're the rigged the billion-dollar sports game on the Amazon <laughs> Prime special $11 billion TV deal, so Tambo can win $38,000. Ta- Tambo and three run the Sim subs, I saw. That was one of the optimals that got spit out was one of the winning lineups. So that's yeah. great news. What's the code for Run Pure? RPS Heater 25, or just hit me up. We can see we can work something out. Toe Tag and Tambo on Twitter. There you go. You got the tidbits coming out. I got the newsletter coming out. You can sub for free down in the description of the video and podcast right now. Good week for me. Last week, it's funny. We talked about two separate builds. One of the builds, great success. The other build, not so much. Yeah, we got to stop trusting Denver with anything. Oh, that's, no, that's I'm, I, I'm definitely going back. I, fortunately, they're not on the main slate this week, and that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so that's good news. But you know what really worked out? Lamar, Andrews, Tua, and Waddle all in the same lineup. Yes, all of them together. Even if you put Bateman in there, you could mix him too. I, I, did, I, I felt like I, when I was constructing the lineups, I was like, Bateman's a bit too much here. Like, I don't know if Bateman's going to do anything. If I had played, well, the thing is, I came sixth in the Giant 150, which yeah. was awesome. That 50K was, to first, you were so close. Like, was, any running back does anything. anything. The running back, I, I played the same two running backs in every lineup. I played Fournette and I played Gibson. If just one of them does anything, yeah. it works out. But it's funny because I ended up winning the extra. Stuff needs to go so right for you. We discussed this on the Sunday show. May not be a Sunday show this week. Uh, we're trying for it, but Tambo and I are in the middle of a giant hurricane, so we may not have power. We'll see. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to watch football and do the show in real time. Uh, and I try to go live on Sunday mornings as well at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. People have start sick questions, DK questions. I mean, I don't know why you're asking me, but people <laughs> seem to enjoy doing that. Yeah. I think people like to see people who ask stupid questions and me yell at them. I think that's their favorite part of the show. That's the one part that they miss. So this show going to live in studio, but without the live chat, that's the one part that I think they're missing. But like you said, they get it on Sunday, so it's perfect. Yeah, I ran hot outside of the running backs. Like Atlanta D gets that block punt for a touchdown. All of a sudden, I move way up in the standings because everyone has Bengals D, which I want to talk about in a second. Yeah. And I have the Atlanta D who were the same price and they scored way more. And that just was the separator for me. And then the Arizona game, because Levitan was right behind me by like 0.2 points and he had Jacobs still going. And they they didn't give Jacobs the ball in overtime. And Dorch didn't have a catch. And that's how I ended up winning. Yeah, it, it worked out. Like I said, you still had a great week. It could have been a lot better. You still avoided some landmines like Barkley, who ended up being 40% and did not come oh, through. Oh, he was in the other main lineup. Oh, he was in them. <laughs> I played him too. I'm saying, but like in that one, you still even avoided that. And you still couldn't get there. You talk about Levitan with Jacob, still can't get there. Like that's what we're talking about. These things need to go your way, but you're putting yourself in that position to have it eligible that it can go that way and you win the big money but it just didn't this time you still had a good week it's fine and they, i was in the same king of the beach qualifier as you i played the the russell wilson lineup instead of the lamar jackson yeah. lineup i switch it out i win that qualifier by like 40 points yeah, i had uh, <laughs> a couple spots on king of the beach like third second fourth with two versions of that lineup and just couldn't get to the better two versions that had like chubb over barkley for example and that was a huge switch so I'm a fully expecting, I mean, I just ran hot on the weekend with stuff breaking my way and I just want to golf GPP. So I'm expecting myself to be like winning a million dollars this weekend and yeah. something very unfortunate happens. No, no, the opposite, the heater. This is the heater beginning for all of us. That's the good mojo. Okay, well, okay. You got you got the 40K. I want to win 40K this weekend. That'd be nice. I had to go buy some generators. Yeah, that's what we need right now. Yeah, so- Fiona. Yeah, well, hopefully it misses us yes. to a certain extent. Bengals D, I want to talk about here. And we talked about it briefly on the show, and I saw your boy Big T put out a thread about why 
he played the Bengals D a bunch. And I kind of came on here and said, I, there's no chance in hell I'm playing a 40% defense. I get both sides of it. I just think that, it, listen, if it's a 40% running back who's $4,200, that's a free square. But I think that only exists at running back. I really do. Just because of the variance of defense. Like I played the same price defense, a cheaper defense, the one cheaper defense, and it's a stupid defense. Like you get a block punt. That's the, that's the difference in it. Like yeah. the defense can be in the best position ever to have a great week, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's the most, it is the most random position that you can have. Yeah, it's one of the, like we talk about all the time, the variance there is insane. I get exactly where he's coming from. Like even everybody talking about, it, you go look up some of the best players in the world that played them 100%. That's the whole point. If you want to commit to something and you felt, which he did, that that was the best absolute position that you can play against Cooper Rush. We talked on the show that it still looked like, even on Run the Sims, like he'd get 38 shots. At, you know, you get 38 shots to take down from his pass attempts. Like there was going to be opportunity there. And if you thought that was the case, I understand the move. I also think too many people look at it singularly, like, on paper, obvious decision is when that's 40% and the not even the results of what happened, but the Jags, Atlanta, Rams, like different guys or whatever that were around it that you could play instead. I understand why that's the decision. It's like when we talk in golf, if a guy is 20% owned and someone else is 1% and they're basically the same thing, why wouldn't you take that 20 to 1 odds right there and play it? But most of the lineups that people were using since Ian that played it 100% that were good players, you can go look. They had the two stacks that weren't Yeah, they, 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 had- they played the lineups differently. And I think it makes more sense to play Cincinnati's defense in higher stakes, smaller field right. type tournaments. Yep. Because if Cincy fails, it's not the end of the world because everyone else has them. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need them if they do hit if you want to get to the top of the leaderboard. In something like the giant $4, the giant... $3, the millionaire maker, even the $100 millionaire maker. It just seemed like a bad play to me. In that sense, yes, because or to your point, it makes more sense because like you said, it's not going to kill you and it actually could kill you if they do smash in the higher dollar, smaller fields. In the large field, what better spot than to get 40% leverage on the entire yeah. field of 200,000 people? You can just vault ahead of that in one position. Yeah, like you're probably going to lose anyway, but if you have a chance to box out 40% of the field, you just take it every time. Yeah, I agree. Unless it's that cheap running back, I think. I agree with that on the defense factor. I think it also matters to who you're talking to and who you're playing some of the stuff like the player pool questions we get all the time we did the strategy show all that i was watching something before i got here on this and it's a prime example where oh this person only plays 50 guys in the 20 dollars millimaker this good pro plays 120 they have totally different strategies and you also don't know what their level of care when it comes to bankroll is one guy doesn't give a shit about the money and <laughs> says that i'm gonna play it and if i win it i'm gonna win 150 top spots or try to do that with such a small pool the other guy says i'm gonna play optimally for what long term will get me up there and even though they have a lot of money and they're a good player they're playing two different strategies altogether to each their own when it comes down to that part I think. and then you find the third guy who's probably doing something completely different exactly. like no, if there was a way to do this in like a blueprint Everyone would do it. Yeah. And and these guys I'm mentioning and you're talking about too is that they have their blueprint and they're sticking to it and it's working for them. So that's the whole point of why those questions, when we get them, are sometimes bad questions. Not that we're trying to be rude or something. It's the facts that we don't know. Like guys win the tournament with a 96-man player pool in golf. Guys win it with an 18-man player pool. In football, 50, 120. There's different ways to get there and that's the difference. So I've been playing more 20 max. I did that last week. Almost took down the $4. That was going to be nice. Yeah. Um, this so I'm, week on the heater. I'm not going to press it though. Is the one thing I'm not. I'm not going to start like upping my entries. Although President's yeah. Cup is looking pretty good for us at the moment. Yes. After one day, we'll see how that goes. Probably <laughs> Three dead, more days. Probably dead last after tomorrow. But yeah. you know that happens. But in terms of like, yeah, I just want to finish up the discussion about the chalk defense. I just, especially defense. 
It's, I, yeah. It just seems like a bad idea. I, I avoid it in large field stuff all the time. I understand why you're playing it. And if you if you believe in something, you do have to take a stand on it. That's where I think it matters most. And we talk about 20 max strategy, going more aggressive and playing a tighter player pool for it. Take your stand and what you believe in and play it. And that's why I got no problem with it. And really good players played 100% of the Cincy D last week. Okay. Whether it's right or wrong, it's what they did. For 20 max, I've, I've tried to come up with a strategy for 20 max because I like building lineups. It's just fun. And I like having some exposure to a lot. Like I'm not just playing one di- differentiation of one stack over 20 lineups. I basically go my two main line. Like, I mean, I build two main lineups every single week for the higher stakes, smaller field stuff, right. single entry, because that's where I've had the most success. And even last week, it's like one of them did really well. One of them did really poorly. That's just going to happen. If one of them does well every week, it's going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. But I try to build like, like last week I had six Lamar stacks. I had six Russell Wilson stacks. And I think I had, was it? I went five and three, I think, with the other one. I had five Trevor Lawrence stacks and then three something else. Like, I try to play four stacks, two main ones. Is that a decent way to go about it? Like, I'm trying to figure out my own uh, blueprint yeah, for this. Uh, Is that something that, or would you be like, no, go like three, three, and three? Do whatever. I, I like tightening it up, and I even do that for 150. Like, one, typically in 150 set, uh, even in the main, main large tournament, I'll only have like five or six quarterbacks and build my stacks out that way. It's either going to hit or it's not. I don't want to play again. People have success playing 18 quarterbacks, but in 20 max, I love that way. And like you said, you can go five, 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 practice that way, practice playing four. And that's the best part is that can be extrapolated out. When someone wants to move from 20 max, say, okay, I'm getting the hang of this. Let me do it for 50 into 150 just to get a better number in there and then get to 100 and then eventually maxing it hopefully that would be the case where you learn from that aspect of building out and what you're doing I think is just fine especially because you're kind of I like these two the most that gets you 12 year lineup six and six and then it leaves you eight to do something like the five and three the three is your long shot but you have those built good the five is right or the other five is like a little bit behind the two you like the most and you're only on four quarterbacks total so I love that strategy stock optimals for the week using run the sims right now obviously this will get updated after the injury report and everything so this is still early week projections when you use projections and try to look at them like closer to kickoff always better time for projections yeah, more yeah. information definitely more, more information more idea of what the you know the injury stuff is all shaken out the ownership is much tighter all of those factors matter into it so i think that's the key is keep it close to lock so looking at it right now for net is by far the best play for the second consecutive week yeah I'm doing it again. I, I don't think he's going to be super, like, super duper owned either. Just like when you look at it, he's the 10th most expensive running back on this slate. He makes every lineup work. McCaffrey's number two. McCaffrey's dealing with this ankle injury. He's going to be fine. It's weird. Just like running back's been bad this year. Outside of Nick Chubb, apparently. Yeah, two. This is a classic situation. We're going into week three here, right? We've got it. Not us, but everyone. We got it all figured out. Like running back's horrible. It's not going to work. There's all these timeshares. Get them out of your flex. Now we're hearing too. Like make sure you're not using running back in any flex. You know because- who I? You know who I used my flex as the uh, as my guy last week in the main lineup. Who was it? Jacoby Myers. Okay. He was the single best point per dollar play that got spit out for me. I was like, he's like forty four hundred bucks. He might not play this week. I really wanted to play him this week. Yeah, I liked it too. I've got the question mark behind. But to your point, though, that's a great way to go about it. I typically only run it with running backs and wide receivers in the flex, not tight ends. Last week, tight ends could get there because running back was so bad. So you saw that hit a little bit more than normal. But for for normal use, I'm still fine with using some running backs. I think we have a good list here. The issue is what we're seeing lately is like, what's the situation now? Because of how bad it was last week, Fournette looks like he's the most popular. Yeah, but 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 he failed last week too. But people don't care. I don't care. Yeah, they do, though. They do. But, but like, if the whole stance is running backs failed, 
then people are going to be a bit more pensive than using, like you said, a running back in the flex. And if you stop using a running back in the flex and you go with wide receiver because that's what works now, then all of a sudden the overall ownership on all running backs is probably just going to be a little bit more lower than you think. Yeah, but remember that remembering that Leonard Fournette is already in there two must you must play two. So he's in that mix. I actually have him at around 25% right now, and I think we're leaning towards a Saquon Barkley 2.0. Whether it turns out is a totally different story. Barkley still got opportunities last week and could have busted the slate and had a good game and been involved. But and I think we'll see it with Fournette. So I'm not saying to steer away from him because of that. I'm just saying I think he's going to be higher owned than you think by the time we get there. Okay. Fournette, McCaffrey, Mixon, Josh Jacobs. Delvin Cook is what we're looking at. Montgomery, too. Montgomery didn't pop up. Now, I when I make my own personal adjustments, I'm pretty sure Montgomery's yeah. going to be there because I think that game in particular is very interesting. We talked about Damian Pierce a little bit last week, how it might be a really nice spot to get on him because everyone, everyone used him week one, didn't want him. Oh, he doesn't play anymore. It's like it was one week, like whatever. And he didn't do anything last week, but he got a bunch of touches, played a bunch, and he looked really good. Mm -hmm. So could you go like Montgomery Pierce as your running backs and like have that as a correlation? Because those teams aren't going to throw. Yeah, I wouldn't. But what I would do is on the same train of thought there is I would actually, instead, if Montgomery especially continues to pick up steam, I think you could go with Pierce and the Houston defense. And just play that and completely go the opposite side. You don't even need the Houston D. I'm just saying. I, say, I, I really don't like the Houston. D. I don't like any defense playing Chicago. I think it's a bad idea because like, they don't throw. Yeah, I still like, think they, Fields they, makes more than enough mistakes, and those sacks you can pick up too. Again, it's all what you're looking for. They might score nothing. Like it's, I never look for shutouts, but this could be a spot. <laughs> you never know. Like I'm just saying, uh, you know, you could see different stuff happen. You don't have to pair the D though, but it would more be the case of what I call opposite side, like you know, opposite running back. Sometimes it's opposite defense where everyone's on a defense and the other side does better and so on and so forth. It's just the game fl- the game script flipping, and that could be the case here, no problem. It's Houston and Chicago. It could easily flip. I just ran one optimal. Just what, What's the optimal lineup? Yeah, and the running backs are Mixon and Fournette. Are we worried about Mixon? I'm, I'm not. Or is it a nice spot to get back on him as well? Like We liked him last week. Yeah. Didn't work out, but he's still, got a, he's still getting all the touches. Yeah, he's still getting all the work. And again, he'll still get some ownership, but it's not, he's not the one that I see popping to like 40%, at least as of now. We'll see how it shakes out over the next couple of days here. But I do think um, Fournette, Montgomery, some of the other guys you mentioned. Dalvin Cook, uh, one I talked about on Wednesday on the Prize Picks show. And I think um, already it's changed gears. Like it just seems like he's picking up the steam because people are seeing that. He got the opportunities. He can get, he can get it through the air. Um, he's against Detroit at home. All these factors where I think people are moving there at just 7,900. So that should pull a little bit away from those other guys as well, to your point, to your original point. Taylor or Derrick Henry or neither? Henry for me. Henry? Yeah, I actually don't mind Henry here. I've got him tagged up. I like him. I think he'll be a little bit lower owned based on everything oh, yeah. that we talked about. I think you could play him with the Tennessee D. Again, go back to like good defenses that aren't ever <coughs> super high owned. Well, we know Carr is going to throw it a bunch, so there is your opportunities <laughs> if you want to do something like that. The other angle is with the secondary stacks. We've got a situation where Renfro... Still not practicing as of yesterday. Again, this is Friday. We'll see about the report today. Yeah, it's trending more like he's not going to play. Yeah, and Matt Collins was already involved. I know there's other backups to him. I'm just saying if you wanted sort of a secondary stack there, you could have Henry with Matt Collins. I think we could still see something happen there, and, and that's a good way to get different within your stacks. Do they have Matt Collins as a receiver or tight end? He's a receiver. Receiver. 3300 bucks. Cheap, cheap receiver. And one that I don't think people love. I mean, maybe it's Dorch levels of last week, but Dorch still did fine. Dorch was great. Didn't Dorch beat Devontae Adams in the same game? I believe that he did. He had, yeah, I so, think he ended up with like 16 DraftKings points. And yeah, so there's an It's not saying that I'm not results oriented at that point to say that's going to mean this. I'm just saying they don't get enough steam to what you actually think. They get a number. 
but you can get difference everywhere else in your lineup. If you had Tua, Waddle, Tyreek, Andrews, and then happened to have Dorch and Adams in your flex to be different last week because you could still fit it with how cheap that was, it's fine to have Dorch in that lineup and Adams. Like, you're way off the board already. Looking at it right now, like, McCaffrey's projected for a point and a half more than anyone else on the slate at running back. And that's over Fournette. Then you have Mixon. Then it's like Jonathan Taylor, Eckler. We don't know the Herbert situation. I assume that he's going to play. He looks good. The practice report yesterday showed he was sort of running around and then showed him throwing balls pretty easily. Didn't have the left arm sort of gimped up there at all. So I think he'll be okay. And uh, they're they're at home against, what, Jacksonville this week, I believe? Yeah, yeah. they're the biggest favorites on the board. But if they... I mean, I Jacksonville looks spry. I was going to say, Survivor picks. Uh, if you I, haven't got crushed already in Survivor, this could be a spot, too. I was debating it already, waiting to see on the news with him and Keenan Allen. So it's funny because it looks like Keenan Allen's probably going to be a go. He's been practicing on a limited basis. More on that on Saturday show, if I have power, uh, where I'll run through the injury report, update the rankings, everything like that. No worries about that. Just sub to Mayo Media Network and download Fantasy Football Picks and Bets. That's where me and Tambo give out our prop picks, everything like that, and update the injuries and waiver wire. For all that but the main spot i was looking at because like jacobs is doing really well by the projections he's super cheap but i kind of like where you were leaning with david montgomery i really like james connor might be back playing this week now he's back practicing like it, yeah. on a limited basis no one's going to use him but it was it's funny because i just want to play the same guys i used last week i want to play antonio gibson again i didn't have him on the list here <laughs> i i still think that he just he's so involved who carried the ball the most inside the five yard line last week it was antonio gibson but just when they get in yeah. close, like they have these touchdowns from afar. People want to use Wentz in this game. And Hurts. And Hurts. And they want to use Curtis Samuel and all the cheap guys that you can possibly go through. I just think that Gibson's, until Brian Robinson comes back, Gibson's just so solid in terms of what the workload he's going to get. Is he going to be great? I mean, probably not. But 30% of the time, he is going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Uh, the other side of the game, again, I, I don't think he'll pick up as much steam, but Miles Sanders. If you're, again, we'll get to quarterback, I'm sure, but Hertz is still too cheap. And so people are going to go there and people want to want to get on Wentz. And Wentz has been pretty easy to stack now as well. One quick thing back on CMC, though. Uh, it, it's funny, with, with Wentz, kind of like McLaurin with Wentz and not the other two, because everyone just wants to play the other gonna, two because they're cheap. Yeah, I was going to get to that, but I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up because that is true with uh, Dotson and Samuel working every time, and even Logan Thomas and people making it make sense. Again, it, then it becomes also that it's not as easy to stack. It's easy to stack but not as condensed as you actually think on paper because everyone just assumes it's got to be Dotson, Samuel, Gibson again, leave the rest out, and you could see McLaurin and Thomas be the, be the guys and have a big game there. And it's funny because I did my season-long rankings, and I had both Waddle and Hill inside the top 10, but I had Tua outside my top 20. Where like, How does that even work? It's like, well, he only throws the ball to two guys. Yeah. Like, those two guys, independent of Tua, can go absolutely off in this game. That's but- why when we'll talk about the Miami-Buffalo game, it still stays interesting, even though it feels like a chase spot from last week. If you remember back to week one, everybody thought, or week two, sorry, everyone thought week one chasing Wentz. Uh, Wentz did not end up getting there because of Tua and Lamar and the way their game went. But he was went. still great. He was excellent, though, and he did. <laughs> you called it on Twitter, and I loved it. It was uh, Carson Winston is, is a good nickname for him, like, like Jameis Winston, but he's the same thing. Throw three TDs, throw three INTs in the same game. I, I don't hate it. We'll get there. I was just going to say quick on CMC. Uh, feels a little bit safer. Haven't seen the big game out of him. I love the Q tag attached. He said, basically, if I go take a piss at this point, they're going to put me on the injury report. So <laughs> who cares? But Olave and Jawan Johnson in that game, don't have to play them both. But I think as a secondary stack, you could have McCaffrey finally show up and then have Olave finally... Olave hasn't even killed people. He's been 10 and 11.6. 9.6 and 11.6, I think. I feel like he's a trap this week. 
Everyone's just, everyone just looking at the air yards, and the only reason that came to fruition is because they got down, and all Jameis did was just throw uncatchable bombs to him. Yeah, I don't care as much <laughs> about the air yards as that he hasn't killed you, and he's still just 4,500. Like, 12 points at 4,500 is not the death of you, and if it's attached to a guy like CMC doing his thing, and CMC gets you the 35 points or something, you could see that. But again, if you want to get off that, I have a leverage spot there in that same spot, Ooh. Jawan Johnson. You just go down to him. He's still the cheap tight end. He Play, didn't. I played him last week. He had eight points. Yeah, not but bad. people look at that like that's shit. Like, oh, it didn't work it was out. Twenty five hundred bucks. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's still cheap. It's like <laughs> he, he allowed me to force in high end guys into my lineup. Now, if you had forced in, like I forced in Devonte Adams into one of my lineups. Right. It, the problem wasn't Jawan Johnson. Exactly. The problem was Devonte Adams. And the reason I think that's so important this week, <laughs> that's correct, is that if you look at it this week, don't forget about all the price bumps. Well, it may not be enough. To what you think they actually get to using some examples we talked about hurts he's not where you think he should be but he got bumped we talk about amon ross st brown he could eventually be over eight thousand and probably should be he's still not but he got the price bump and then you talk about that's why i used olave in the original example at tight end you got andrew or kelsey coming through in week one mark andrews coming through in week two they got the price bumps so it's like every spot you have to look at so i think the interesting way would be to put like cmc Jawan johnson and then you can afford those mid-tier or expensive quarterbacks with their higher-priced receivers now that they've done something good. How popular do you think Montgomery gets? I think he gets up there, 20% like, plus. Like one, two, or three in terms of Yeah, I think ownership. he's top three. Because it's, that's, again, when you go look at the build structures right now, it just makes it work. And that's where I'm saying if you go to some CMCs and some Henrys versus Dalvin is still cheap, Mixon always gets ownership, and then you've got Swift, Fournette, Montgomery, those guys, that they'll get spread in throughout. I'm just saying, I think Montgomery ends up in the top three ownership for sure. Yeah, I think he does. You mentioned Leonard Fournette's going to be the highest owned. We'll just see how He's that... got to make a decision on him. He's getting the chances. He's get, and don't forget, too, they're banged up big time. Yeah, they have no receiver. This week. Which uh, is like, we'll get to Gage in a second, but he's if, if he goes, he's like the only guy out there. Yeah, well, what are they still doing? So, uh, suspension for Mike Evans. Yeah, Godwin's, Godwin's still out. injured. Julio's probably not and playing. And Julio's probably injured. And Brashad Perriman's banged up now, too. Yeah, they're, they're it, in trouble. It, it might Both be... sides of that game, though, by the way. Green Bay. Yeah, Lazard's not practicing. Watson. Watson, is... Watkins. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, yeah. Everyone's going to bet under, and it's going to be like 55-50. I was just going to say. Still <laughs> well, uh, the, the one bet, I mean, the, the teaser I got screwed on at the end, but my theory of two crap teams playing on a short week, bet overs, even if they're two crappy teams, that came through. I won a bunch of money on the over. Yeah, last night? Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. It was going down. It was like trending to 37 Yeah, because there's, there's high wins. It's like, great. Time. That means Trubisky has to throw in the wind. <laughs> yeah. well, it's not like these guys are guys that bomb it out there anyway. Like, they just throw these short. It's like their playmakers can do the work for them, and that is what ended up happening. But, yeah, this is a game. I think it's a lower total, 42, if I recall correctly, for this Green Bay-Tampa Bay. But you still have... Brady versus Rodgers. And what's the whole story about those guys? Basically, their whole careers. You got guys that they picked up from the grocery store <laughs> that become top wide receivers for them. It's like they can't figure it out. They will. And, and these are good These are good enough wide receivers to still make plays. So looking at the top four right now on the board at running back, Taylor, McCaffrey, Henry, and Eckler, all 8,000 and above, all currently projected for under 10% ownership. Yeah. yeah that's this what, is the effect that we're seeing. Exactly. So yep. is, this is the week to probably go, could you go double? Could you go McCaffrey, Henry? Yeah. I actually like, I like McCaffrey, Henry. That's the two I have at the very top of my list. Can you make that work with a stack, though? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like I said, just go, okay. Is, go, is it like Jameis and Jawan Johnson? You don't even have to put Jameis into this, but I'm saying if you put Jawan Johnson, there's still other games out there that you're able to stack up depending on how you want to stack it. But to our point earlier, like you don't have to play the highest priced wide receivers for their teams. You know what I mean? Like, so you could play like Hertz and Quez Watkins. Well, no, but here's an example. You could play um, Stafford with... Allen Robinson and Higby, 
And instead of Juwan Johnson, do Olave at 4,500. You still have a Higby who's cheap. You have Olave who's 4,500. You have Robinson who's not nearly as much as his counterpart. And this is the whole thing. I talked about this about Cup last week. Now that we're on this game, we can talk about that stack works. It definitely could build out. Is same thing. What do you do? 35 points? Extremely safe. Cash games. High dollar, small field stuff. Literally almost never winning you a large field GPP because he's (laughs) $10,000. Like get that through your head. It doesn't matter. You're like, but he got 35. Nowhere near the optimal when you have Tyreek, Waddle, all those guys, Bateman, these other guys just showing, Amon Ra at 6,500, just smashing that you just don't need it. And it makes your stack awkward. You can't get there. You punt off too many places. So keep that in mind as you keep going there. But in cash games, I get it. Otherwise, no. So let's try to build a bit of a pool here. I think this is something that people wanted us to do of like who you're going to play at running back. And obviously this can change. Tune into Run Pure. You're going to have everything up there of what you're doing. I'll have my cheat sheet up on DK Nation as well. And I'll be answering questions all week. I think you know, like we we had a big decision last week about the low owned running back in the low 7,000s. That seems to be a bit of a dead zone mm-hmm. right now in terms of ownership. We went with, because Barkley sucked everything up. So we were like, oh, we can use Mixon instead. The answer was Chubb. If I just used Chubb, I would have been much better off because he's yeah. the one who smashed. Now, the process, I think, was right. I picked the wrong guy. That's going to happen. This week, I look at it. Kamara's probably back, and he is 7,000. No one's going to own him. But I also don't think that anyone's going to own Swift, and I really like Swift. I think he is a great starting point to get you off of probably the Joe Mixon-type chalk. Delvin Cook, you're saying, is picking up steam. All that Leonard Fournette to start with. DeAndre Swift, if that's where you want to go, because I believe his upside, he doesn't hit it quite as often as Christian McCaffrey or Eckler, but he's the same type of player as those guys. Mm -hmm. If things break right for him, he's the one who breaks the slate. Yeah, Swift is always in play, and this game is going to get a little bit popular as the week goes on, and it should. Yeah, but everyone wants, like, if I play, like, the move with Swift, like, we're talking about pivots, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be super popular. And he's almost the same price, even with the price bump at wide yeah. receiver. And no and one's playing them both go, together, so yeah. they're using they're going to choose to use Amon Ross St. Brown, not DeAndre Swift. Here, I mean, listen, Amon Ross St. Brown probably scores more points mm-hmm. when you run it 10,000 times. However, based on the ownership, where Swift's going to be like 5%, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, and you could also go back to our previous discussion on that lineup, sub out one of CMC and Henry, put in Swift, and go with Olave. So maybe sub out Henry, put in Olave. You can go with Cousins, Thielen, Irv Smith. Do you really want to use those guys? Because they're terrible. Oh, I do, for sure, this uh-huh. week. Yeah, especially if Cook is going to keep picking up steam like he is. I'm going to play the passing game. That game is going to sm- like it's going to go back and forth. I couldn't... Um, here's, the, here's my problem with this, and it was a bit of the Devontae Adams thing from last week, too. Like, Carr failed. That... If Cousins is going to have a good game, like a fantasy-relevant game that gets you to the top of leaderboards, I just don't understand a way he can do it without Jefferson. And you could put you can mix him in instead of your expensive running backs. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have enough of him. Like I said, I'm going to play probably five quarterbacks this week or something, and that's one of the ones that's going to be on the list. But back to your point at running back, Swift makes perfect sense. The reason he makes sense, though, is because you're saying that game at least has something going on that causes him to make sense at 70, what is he, $7,200. So there is that. I have another one, though, here, you know, just right above him. Showing no ownership right now. Aaron Jones? Well, we just talked about this. They have no receivers right now. Where Aaron Jones is the wide receiver one. Yeah, but he did well last week. So now it's the week to play A.J. Dillon. But, but it's also, he's not, <laughs> for, why is he not picking up any steam in ownership? It's because Mixon, Cook, Swift, Fournette, they're all, he's jammed in between. He's just squeezed. But like we said, and the total's low. People don't like the total. Like, like he can't get there attached to Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in a game where they're going back and forth with Brady versus Rodgers. I think he can do just fine. So I'll take him at some lower ownership. I think he's pretty interesting. And then uh, one other guy I had just down below at 6,300, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'd rather play Gibson. I agree. He's there. But I'm saying uh, if you want a piece of that game, I don't know if you've seen this 
conversation around Mahomes, Patrick Madomes. You get him in a dome and he's like 7 and 0, 15 to 2 or 17 to 2 touchdown interception ratio like just goes off in those games. I think there's going to be offense here. See, I feel like this game has stink all over it. And if I'm going to play this game, it's the Matt Ryan side. Yeah, that, that's okay, but you can play Matt Ryan <laughs> yeah, with I've his pro- receivers I, and CEH and I, I, get I, off the passing side that people want to be on and play the other side. Sure, but I'd probably stack up the Colts, just do like Ryan and Pittman, and in that circumstance, I'm playing Kelsey. Kelsey is the only guy I trust on Kansas City to perform week after week. And I get you want to take your shot yeah. somewhere, but yeah. I'm also not thinking about a 150 build. I'm thinking about either a 20 or a 3 max, something like that. It just... I'm going to mix them in. Like, so he's getting like 1% or 2% ownership in an environment where Kansas City is See, I, I have score. Edwards Alaire at 8. Yeah, this could be off. Like, my point would be... Yeah, it's five, still early. 5 to 8. He's not busting over 10% or no. crushing it in this game spot. So, I look at that. I like being attached to a very good quarterback in a very strong offense that's expected to score points. Yeah, if I just run back Fournette Gibson, it saves me a ton of money. I don't think Gibson's going to be quite as high-owned as he was last week. He'll still, he'll still have ownership because people kind of like that game because they want to play Hurts, yeah. which I think does make a ton of sense. But I don't, I think like right now it's a 13% projection. I don't think it's that high. I agree with that. And because I also Fournette think and Montgomery are the chalk builds here at running back. It has to For be. sure they are. That, that's <laughs> what I was trying to say earlier with the Montgomery situation. But that game too, um, what is it? Washington, Philly this week. The re, like the, It's kind of a weird scenario because we had Detroit versus Philly week one. And then we had, what did Washington play against Philly? Jacksonville. No. They, Washington played Jacksonville week one. No, then, sorry, week two. Who did Washington play again? Um, I'm trying to think. It was Philly or Detroit? Detroit. They right, won. so you get those two teams mixed, and now they meet against each other, and everyone saw both those games go off, and so that's why I'm saying this game is still going to – and it's got a good total well, to it and everything. May, so. Maybe the common denominator is Washington. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. That's what I'm saying. So that's where I could see Gibson at least picking up a little bit of steam there, but not enough – to get away from it. I, I love the call. I'm good with it. So in the 5,000s, uh, the Sims love Cordero Patterson. I don't. I just think that he gets overprojected based on a role that he had in week one that I think was very circumstantial. Mm-hmm. It's just like the Saints run defense. The Saints run defense looked amazing last week, what we expected. Why didn't they look good in week one? They're running fucking triple option with Marcus Mariota. It was yeah. just like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> and like Patterson, like on sweeps and stuff like this, it was just, it wasn't a conventional run game. And it got busted up a quarter in because Damian Williams got hurt, so they had to use Patterson, which I do think is a far more effective way to run their offense, which they just don't do, which is very confusing. But I think that he gets overprojected. Everyone wants to use Montgomery. I think Dylan is a decent spot, although I'm kind of scared of the green or the Tampa Bay defense because it's quite good. That's why I worry about him because the Tampa Bay rush D is very strong. Aaron, Aaron Jones is going to possibly be their wide receiver one here. That's potentially the case. Josh Jacobs is also the super high-owned guy in the 5,000s. That, you know, flex play, if people want to save money, it's Montgomery and Josh Jacobs. I am good with using Damian Pierce. I think that he is in a fantastic spot against Chicago. I think they're going to win that game. I think they're going to run a ton. It's going to be slow. Like, he might... He's probably going to have to score two touchdowns to end up in like a winning lineup. But if they're going to use him like they used him last week, and he looks half as good as he did last week, the potential is there. And we just need the game script to flip from what people think is has to happen. It has to be Chicago with Montgomery. Doesn't though. Yeah, just use Pierce. He's just five, flip he's, it. and he's five thousand bucks. Like if all these guys down at the bottom, yeah. like people are going to chase Brees Hall points after last week. But mm-hmm. Michael Carter was still the one who was used more. Yeah. Like, Michael Carter's probably still the better play, and he is $100 cheaper. I don't hate him that, in this game. I just really like Damian Pierce. That's the three guys I had on my list for, quote-unquote, down in the game. Maybe you get some opportunity. Is Michael Carter, 
Naheem Hines against Kansas City. We didn't then, see it last week, though, is the thing. Like, I thought we, like, down in that game, like, why wasn't there more Hines? Yeah, the thing is, no, like, last week, no running back scored anyway. So the point is, if we get there this week and you don't see it, these are just guys to consider. Ramondre Stevenson against Baltimore. Harris, don't love any of these guys. Harris looks like he's playing, though, yes. to throw that out. But I'm thinking about what's going to happen. Baltimore, you know, pissed off, probably should have won last week. If they come back, like, Lamar played excellent last week. It just didn't work out. Hey, yeah, having Lamar in your DK lineup won you money last week. He scored 50-something points. Yeah. He had 300 yards passing at 100. He had the double bonus. He had the career game like <laughs> you're looking for, like a big one, and it just didn't pay off because the, you know, the situation in their secondary last week was not good. They brought Peters back. They brought Humphrey back. They played 55 and 49% of the snaps or something because they were just tired coming back from injury. And Tua took advantage of it and dusted them, and they had a good plan. And Miami might be better than people think. McDaniel's a good coach. Like they, They've got a spot I, I here th- where... Yeah, I, I think they're far more competent. I mean, I love the Bills this week. We'll talk about Bill stacks here in a second. Yeah. But I just feel like everyone watched Buffalo light up Tennessee on Monday night yet they're not going to use Buffalo stacks. And they're expensive, mind you. They're more expensive. I certainly am using Josh Allen stacks because, like I said, that we t- I hinted to it earlier, but the game can't get more condensed. And then there's also, on the Tua side at least, where the price went up some, everyone still hates Tua, even though he had his good game. I, I, he I, can't do that again. I don't like Tua in this game in particular. I think it's a very bad matchup for him. We'll be on the opposite side of this one then because I'll tell you why. Here's the factor. He's not going to come in as high-owned as you'd think after that performance, and it reminds me so much. I know it's an NFL show, but we do so much golf. The listeners carry over. The point is, when a guy gains five strokes putting and then no one wants to play him in showdown because there's no way he'll do that again, he maybe, won't. Maybe he's, he's not, riding a heater. He's not going to throw six touchdowns this week. You're right. You're probably right about that, but what if he throws three? Or four, like he could still crush on this slate, and it's so condensed and easy to stack him up that it's worth putting it into your lineups to go there. And if people aren't going to do it to the levels that you would expect after a week like we just had, it's just perfect. I think a spot to go back to. I think both offenses here very condensed, and they're a little bit expensive. So you just got to find a way to make that work. Gabe Davis going to be back. Sounds. Dawson says he is. Yeah. Dawson Knox is iffy right now. But that just gets someone else off the field. That's all I'm concerned about. Yeah. Because right now, like, we had it projected out with uh, Gabe Davis out. And, like, Kumaro is like, in terms of optimals. But once Davis is back, he goes, and doesn't play anymore. So don't play. When you see the nice value at 3000 bucks, like, don't worry about that. But you just, you know who to play with it. Like yeah. you, you just no, no, I, I completely And there's get that. very little. Like we used Wentz as the example earlier where now everyone thinks it's Dotson and Samuel. It has to be them, but it could be Gibson and McLaurin. It could be McLaurin and Thomas. It could be Gibson and Thomas. We have no idea what it will actually be there versus here. When you stack, you don't know what will actually happen, but you have a good idea of who to stack it with, and it's very condensed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's go to our favorite stacks of the week. If I'm going to play, that's why I wanted to bring up the 20 max at the beginning. If I'm playing four stacks, who are my two main stacks this week? That's what I'm having issues with. Because I'm going to play the Matt Ryan stack after Cust called him dead and that he should be thrown in jail. Perfect spot to play Matt Ryan. And if this does become a boat race, like the sharpest side of any game this week is Colts plus five and a half. Because they're still taking all of the money on Kansas City, the public money. Yeah, I believe right now it's like 96% of the money is on Kansas City, minus six and a half, minus six, minus five and a half. Yet the line just continues to move towards the Colts. They might be right. Like that, this isn't a science when it comes down to it. But every sharp person I've talked to is on the Colts. Everyone. Well, the plus five and a half, plus five or five and a half home dogs typically have a pretty good run as well. It's a solid number. So I get why people go there for that. But like you said, it still is the Colts. And what have they been doing the first two weeks? Nothing. So, I mean, they did post 550 yards of offense week one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and but Pittman's going to be back. You should do that against Houston, and then you <clears> should <throat> win that game. And they couldn't get it done even with a full OT. So, you know, you never know. But it's, like you said, it feels like it's the almost like the fake sharp because it's like everyone's on it because of that. But then you could easily see where Kansas City just comes in here and rolls over. Oh, 100%. Like, if you wanted to play, like, Colts money line and Kansas City alternate spread minus 28, I could see both sides of that. Right. Yeah. So, but that, you talked about, like, Tua being cheap, and Tua is cheap this week. But Matt Ryan's even cheaper. Yeah. I, I don't have Ryan on my list. I will definitely dig in based on bucks? your case that you're making here. But I, the other problem with it is, too, is stacking it up. I think it's easy. Well, no, his side is easy. Picking the right. That's why I'm saying Kelsey on the other side. Yeah, you. Do, but that's then you commit yourself to that. That's what I'm saying. Where you just and that's fine. Do that. I'm just saying that's where that's not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. But my point is, Kelsey has a lot more with him that it can be. It can be a lot of other guys. So I think you need to commit more lineups to it. But you're willing to just get after it and take your stand on Kelsey. I like that. I'm saying on a 150 stack, I can't just play Kelsey on their side. No, 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 I understand that. That's but, uh, the whole point. But most people aren't playing, especially people watching this show, yeah, are yeah, playing 150. Sure. Your, your play is pretty simple. I think you honestly, in the high dollar, smaller stuff, you just go Ryan, Pittman, Pittman Kelsey, Kelsey, done. Yeah, I, Stop trying to figure out the rest and try, I need a triple stack. I'll just You should double stack Matt Ryan because for him to get there, the statue that he is, it's likely. But in higher dollar, smaller field, you don't need perfect. No. In large fields, I would double stack him and start risking through those I, other I, guys. And honestly, I'd probably do Doolin. Yeah. Or figure out a way to use Jonathan Taylor. Right. But but that's what you do. That's what I'm saying. I think it's Doolin and the other guys there that you try and mix through to see if you can make it work. Because that game has, what is the second highest total of any, third highest total of any game this week. It is Detroit and Buffalo games are both 52 and a half. That one is 50. It does, like, do you think that Mahomes in the, because Kansas City is so difficult to figure out beyond Mahomes and Kelsey, do you think that people will avoid that? Because you could easily go, I mean, not easily, the rest of your roster might be a bit crummy, but Mahomes, Kelsey, Taylor, and figure out the rest. I would, I would prefer Mahomes, Kelsey, Pittman. I was just going to say that's on my secondary list here. Is It's the exact same situation where, again, you might be on the right side of this Ryan thing because it's like last week. You played Lamar, Andrews, and the run back of Tyreek or Waddle. I played both. Right, but if you, <laughs> if you just played Lamar, Andrews, and one run back, you were, you, were, you were good in those tournaments, and that is the equivalent of Mahomes, Kelsey, Pittman. And Pittman. But if you wanted to save money and crush last week, it's like go Ryan, Pittman, Kelsey, and then you might want to even get crazier. Like I said, Ryan, Pittman, Doolin, Kelsey to save money and be able to still get some pretty good running backs in there. And then you're just hoping the game actually goes back and forth. So for my like three cheap stacks of the cheap quarterbacks I was going to use, I had it narrowed down to three of them. So Matt Ryan was one of them. Okay. The other one was Mariota. I got him. So Mariota, Drake, like if we're talking about concentrated offenses, 
I know that Pit, Pitts hasn't done anything, but Mariota, Pitts, Drake, London, like that's where all of the targets are going. And I'm they, right. just like last week. Like I mean, they did share sixty percent of the targets between them. Just fifty of them, fifty percent went to Drake London. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. No, that's true. And that, like you said, but these guys that haven't done nothing, like a Pitts, Drake London has been good. He's done something, but that's pulling it a little bit. People are saying, but my point would be, Pitts hasn't done anything until he do, until he does. And when he does, it's going to be a huge week. So the issue is, what do you do with the Seattle side? Lock you, it. Do you done. just flip a coin, lock it, or DK? I, I just do lock it. It's, it's every other week though for, with those guys. Yeah, I just I just like him better. I, I just think it's a good spot. So again, you can mix it up. That's what you do though. It's, that's how easy it is though. <laughs> that's the point. I, I don't want to run the Geno Smith side. No. <laughs> so I'm running the Mariota, Drake, London, and with Pitts, and then I'm running it back with at, with at least one of those two. So and it's, pr- it's probably actually just exactly one. Just pick one. So I'm probably going to do one of those two or Lawrence. Just keep going back with Lawrence. He's the other guy on my L- list. L- Lawrence and Kirk are so easy. And fuck, I hate Evan Ingram, but it makes way too much sense. So I'm not going to play all of them, but that was my list of maybes was... Okay, Mah- so we're Mahomes, on the same page. Mahomes, Lawrence, and Mariota was my maybes. I added Ryan now to think about it and dig in a little bit more. The guys that I love up top that I'm definitely playing are Stafford, Josh Allen, Cousins, and Tua. So Cousins is in a really interesting spot because it feels like public perception is that no one wants to play Minnesota. Minnesota's like crap now. They're overvalued in this game. Everyone likes Detroit. But the like optimals and the simulations love Minnesota this week, and they love Kirk Cousins. That I think that the, what I talked about earlier, like Cousins is cheap enough, he's 6,700, that if you don't want to go full onslaught in this game, or maybe that you do because the projected total is so big, Cousins, Jefferson, Swift, and find the cheap guys around them. Cousins, or, Jefferson is definitely what you need to do here because no matter what the, op, the ownership projections are saying, they're lying somewhere because they've got Dalvin Cook <laughs> as big, big projection for ownership, or he's getting there at least, he's steaming up, and now they've got Cousins, so they can't decide, right? I, I only have Cousins at nine. That, that's what I have, Matt, too. And I'm saying that's not enough you think for that's me too to care. I think it's probably about right. Okay. But I'm saying if Dalvin keeps picking up steam, I think more. I think then the Cousins number starts to go down or at least hold steady and doesn't get out of control versus I have Jefferson at like 11 or 12% right now. That's He's cr- expensive. That's, He's 9,300. I, I get that, but that seems crazy, though. That one bad week and all of a sudden the guy who was going to have 2,400 yards this year is now like, no, we can't play that guy. Well, yeah, and, and the thing about him, and I, I used this example earlier with Cup, is now that he's got to that price where it is very difficult to make it work, so you have to use him, in the, for me at least, I have to use him in the stack with Cousins. How do I handle Hurts? I'm, I'm not playing him in large field. You're not? No. Okay. He's uh, by points per dollar, best, best in show. Yeah. He's still probably too cheap, too, at 7,600. <laughs> But it's, again, it goes back to like, you know, last week, not on the main, not on that slate, but the point of all those other guys that people were playing, it didn't matter. Yeah. Well, and I, I think this is the point to hammer down on and why like I like Mariota in this circumstance and why Trevor Lawrence makes a lot of sense. We're now seeing some of these more concentrated offenses get out. And if you want to play Hurts by himself, maybe that's the answer to all of this. Then you don't have to figure out the rest. But it feels like if you play Hurts, and it's almost like playing Mahomes, if you try to do anything other than Kelsey, is that you can get it so wrong that you're now out of it. Yeah. Hurt. I mean, <laughs> and, hurt. and if you're forced to stack with Hertz and use AJ Brown and AJ Brown has four for 40, like you're, you're yeah, done. And then it's you're, Quez Watkins you're, day you're or cooked. it's Devonte Smith day or it's Goddard. And you can mix all those guys. Or up they just run 8,000. They just run it a bunch. It's <laughs> Sanders, Gainwell, Scott, like who, um, that's the point about all that. Why I don't love doing it anyway, but he is also a guy that could be a guy that you have to have. 
Like it can break, he can break a slate. Sure, but, but I'll just let that happen. Will he break it that many times on me? Probably not. His price will keep going up. Week three will be a bad one, and we'll get him back in week four. But that's just how I view it. He appears right now. He's the number one quarterback in terms of optimal rate this week. So he appears in the uh, after ten thousand simulations. He appears in the optimal lineup eleven percent of the time. That's one in ten. Yeah. Who who was that last week? If I, I can't remember now. It was somebody else that didn't get there. Obviously. But yeah, it wasn't. No, no, it was Lamar. Yeah, it wasn't Tua. No, it was Lamar. But yeah. Lamar was the optimal play. He, didn't, he wasn't in the optimal. He wasn't in the perfect lineup. He was, said that. He wasn't in the perfect lineup. No, 194 points was the perfect lineup with Tua, and uh, 100 and 294. Two, sorry, 294. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I scored more than that. 284 <laughs> got there, which was crazy. I think the only thing they had different was Jeff Wilson and something instead of needing uh, ended up being like Pollard actually made the perfect lineup last week to make it all work to ah, get the best that score. Makes sense. But it, it's not that it can't get there. That's my whole point about this. But so maybe it's Wentz. Maybe Wentz just does continue doing his thing, and you talked about it already. What's his ownership right now? Not much at all. No, it's like 2%. 6,300. <laughs> we just talked about it. You go, you know, you put Gibson into his stack. Philly D on the other side. He targets him. You put Philly D in there, and your high dollar, smaller stuff. Yeah, let him oh, that's get a, That's a part of the stack. That's part of the correlated stack. That's a part of how Carson Wentz gets there. It works. He needs to throw a pick six, turn the ball over a bunch, and then be in such a hole, he can only bomb it the rest of the game. It can work. It can definitely work. And, and then, like you said, but you've got the other guys, McLaurin. Uh, Samuel, Dotson, Logan Thomas, if you want. You probably won't get much of him, but that's the point. Just double stack him, run it back on the other side, and who do you pick? Here was the interesting... A.J. Brown, Sanders, go ahead. Yeah, or Philly D. Or Philly D. (laughs) Run it back with the defense, yeah. Four set in. I know Lamar is dealing with this elbow injury, but he is, like, unowned this week, coming off a 53-point game. I know the Pats D has looked pretty good. It's tough to come up with, like, a full stack in that game. But if you just go Lamar Andrews and, like, Jacoby Myers, if he ends up going... Like yeah. no one has that. I, and you I don't think, think you don't think Lamar can score fifty points again? No. You think he'd score forty? No. Really? I don't think I think Belichick will have a plan in place like he did last time that just limits him. All no. I'm saying is I think his ceiling gets capped against good coaching and even if it's a way worse D than we've seen for Belichick in the past, I still think for example, to your point, you're on the right track, but it's what we already talked about and you had it. You nailed this. So it's, it's Allen. It, it's it's Mahomes or Allen, but but you said it earlier. Mahomes is right there at similar price, hundred bucks less, similar ownership. Kelsey is right there where Andrews is, similar, more more money, but still. And now you have Pittman as the obvious, as the more obvious run back versus New England. You don't even have to run it back, or it's harder to figure out. So why not just run the KC Indy stack that way? That is, if you just do that, like very simple, Mahomes, Kelsey, Pittman, you have forty five hundred dollars left per player. I think you can make that work. You can definitely make it work, and especially like I said, in the higher dollar small field, you can fit in more of the chalky Juwan plays Johnson. that make sense. Yeah. That, well, even without him, if you, if you go to some of the cheaper guys, we tell, if it's Matt Collins that ends up making it work at 3,300, now that boosts your number again. Your defense is going to be in the 2 or 3K range, boosts it again. You start to find more money and you can start to link up some secondary correlations and stuff that at least make it make sense and you can still find a way to get there. So Allen, Mahomes, Wentz, and then one of Mariota, Lawrence, or Matt Ryan for me, I think, is where I'm going to go. Yeah. We, uh, I, I, could di- I could ditch Wentz and go with two of those cheap stacks. But I think I, I think I'm kind of committed to Wentz. I do like your your cousins thing though. That seems so safe. Cousins Jefferson Swift and fuck play even even play Amon Ra same. Like you want to get Amon Ra different? That's a way to get different in it. Play yeah. him with Swift. I also, it's not like they independently can't score a bunch of points. I, I also think like I said, I'm a little bit off the board on this because of my cup take. Is that it is getting expensive for Jefferson? I know you think that he needs that to come along, but realistically, he can throw three touchdowns standing up. And when you think about the slate and how expensive some of these guys have got now that we're to week three, if you have Cousins, Thielen, and Irv Smith, 
That could be three touchdowns. Two to Thielen, one to Irv Smith. He, you know, runs for 20 on the ground, scrambling out. I feel like that, like that in it's the race. It's not asking too much it, against this that's team. Asking it's a Detroit. Whole, it's asking it's Detroit. a lot for Kirk Cousins. To say that, hey, we're going up against a bad secondary. We have one of the top two receivers in football. And what, what we tried last week didn't work. Let's go back to what worked, throwing to Justin Jefferson. I feel like that, that outcome is just so... But Jefferson just adds to his yardage total to give him the 300 bonus. I'm saying you could easily see a game where Jefferson still has eight for 90 and no touchdown. Or, that, that, uh, yes. But then Thielen gets the two touchdowns in the end zone, which has happened million, like a bunch of times. And then you also have Irv Smith, cheap, cheap, to make it all work. I'm just saying that's how I get Amon Ross St. Brown in there and still don't punt my lineup off completely and you don't need that much more to happen. I'm just saying I'm more worried about the Jefferson side of things in the large fields where there's so many guys that are likely to bust him up, even if he gets 35. We'd have to see, but... Well, it all depends. It's almost like you always say with the two V2s. There's actually a... You can actually do this. It's on Run the Sims. If you go to NFL Tools, it is the Range Finder. So if you click on the Range Finder, you can do your two V2s in there to see how the points end up working out if it's similar or not because i would be curious to know like what the jefferson and cheap guy is that you would have to fill it out with versus a steph Diggs who is what sixteen hundred dollars cheaper and like how much more that gets you up like i'd be very curious about those two kind of situations that's how you have to look at it too because like if he's for example like he's less money than josh allen cousins so what if you go cousins Diggs? someone else and you're playing it like i'm swapping like, out. like the Devonte adams thing last week yeah where instead of stacking it up this way use x superstar receiver in your lineup rather than Devonte adams with the rest of the raiders stack yeah it's a higher dollar smaller field stuff versus the large it still works for large field i'm saying it's harder to see it get there and, and ceiling out or cap out but in in that case you're just saving some money on both sides and still getting the best of both worlds they're they're attached to each other so I think it makes sense yeah I like the way that we've now structured this show because usually we'd go like position by position but I, I feel like it gets very like running backs is one thing that's kind of a standalone yeah you can have that as a part of a run back but what you're looking for is just volume and value at yeah. running back and the, the stuff the, we're giving you on the stacks and ways to go about it Paul playing crazy audio in the background what's that Paul jeez Paul Blame the hurricane. Yeah, wait, wait, are you watching videos? Busted. Not switching. You busted watching videos over there. No, there was a clip. <laughs> there was a clip from Barstool Sports that uh, I tried to click, but because we have everything patched into the TV, we have, no, we have it patched. We have it screen mirroring to there. <laughs> ah, I can't click any media on this end. So that was like a. <laughs> it was a weird. M- I won't click any videos ever again. Doc is paycheck, Pat. Massive. No, massive I can't do that. Apologies. I, can't do, can't. I just interrupted the entire show. Yeah, show's over. I don't remember what yeah. we were talking. I about. I was talking about. I like the fact. We'll jump right back in. Professionals here. I, I'll jump right back in and say it was that we also go about the stacks where it gives you some ideas on how to play it, and then you're filling it in. So if you've got a stack that we're talking about that you think is completely off the board. Go ahead and put your Fournettes, your guys that you want to put in there that you feel good about. Yeah, like Mariota stack with Fournette and Montgomery. You're, then you're fine. I'm yeah. saying, but when we're talking about some of these ones that you think are going to get a little bit more popular, like if you think Cousins is just too popular, but you still want to get there, well, you better get some of those cheap running backs or those off-the-board ones that we talked about earlier to make it all fit. Yeah, in terms of the discussion that we're having, that's why we isolate running backs, but like tight ends and receivers and quarterbacks have to be lumped into one. They blend together. Like it, it doesn't make any sense to do it like we like I had been doing it before. It's like, here are the picks at wide receiver. It's like, well, 
How many of these one-offs are you like, yeah, we, we like all the good receivers? I try and mix in the secondary stacks as we go throughout, too, so you can no, no, I under, some I of those, understand which makes that, sense. That's but, why but I like it's not, it. But it's not like Cooper Cup is 99. Justin Jefferson is 93. Yeah. Which one of these guys is the play? It's like, well, who are you playing a quarterback? That's what matters <laughs> most. I think that's why when people ask those questions, they're not always linking it back. Even though most playing now know you need to correlate some, at least that you should be, the point is it's not always the case. I'm glad you brought up, though, the Mariota one, because I was going to ask you about that. Now, I'm going to sub one in separately right quick. Is the... Kadero Hodge? No, I want to ask. I want to ask about Burrow against the Jets. I was going to go the other way. Flacco on the other side. If you want to play Mixon, play Mixon, and then do like Flacco. I need to see the injury report, and we'll get to him in one-off tight ends. But Conklin? Tower Conklin's in a great spot. Yeah, as long as Uzama is out, and then you can use Garrett Wilson, or you can just use Elijah Moore. Yeah, use one of those two. Garrett Wilson looks good, by the way. But that was it's one week. We'll see. Yeah. He's, he's been good both. But you know, I, that's what I was asking about Burrow. Here's the thing. What I was going to say is going back. I don't know his exact price, but I think it's only eight thousand this week. Is um, we talked about those ninety nine hundred dollar wide receivers. Eighty one hundred for Jamar Chase. Right. So Burrow, Jamar Chase. If no one's on this against the Jets, man, like you, you could definitely see this be a way to get there. And we have a run back. Burrow, Chase. Conklin. Con- Conklin for all the savings. And forget about worrying about, is it Elijah Moore week this time, or is it Garrett Wilson or, week? Or in that particular circumstance that you're talking about, because you need the Bengals to score so many points, if you want to waste one of your running back spots, I don't think that Michael Carter becomes a bad play there either, sure. because he's going to have 20 targets out of the backfield. Yeah. Or another thing that I'm actually Here's considering- the problem, though. I think the Jets are super live in that game. I think that people are giving the Bengals far too big of a pass okay. for the first two weeks, and I think they have real problems. So everything you just said, it makes me want to stack it even more because if you think it becomes a game, Joey Burrow gets involved more like that, then that has to be a back and forth. And what you just said, I love this actually. I'm going to mark this one down: high dollar, smaller field. You, you, anything though. But I'm just saying, but you go Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Michael Carter, Conklin, Conklin. five man game stack. It's cheap enough. You could still fit in whatever else you want around it. Man, that, that to me is very appetizing for, again, it's one of those ones, Pat, you talked about earlier, a shitty game, then all of a sudden you see the points, you're like, oh, of course it is, because, again, the Bengals have not been what people expected No, and so the, far. And, and the Jets' offense, they throw a ton, so the games are really slow, weirdly enough. Yeah. So that kind of helps as well. Let's see what you have left if you run that through. A lot. Carter and Conklin are so cheap. Higgins, yeah, Con- still cheap enough, and then Burrow and I mean, Conklin, Conklin's 38. Fair. So we have those five together. You still have over $5,000 left per player. And, and that's not including a defense. So the defense will bump it. We'll, we'll get to a defense in a second. Let's just throw in, hell, Jags D. Maybe Herbert's dead. And yeah. it's a great spot to be in there 2300. I'm not saying that's a Or it's play. worth a try to play it again. Yeah, but let's just throw them in as they're not the cheapest, but they're below 2500 where I usually like to stay for defenses. Yeah. Now you have $6,000 remaining for a running back, a wide receiver, and a flex. And now that you're in that situation, you can play this as many ways as you want. You can go find the cheapest wide receiver that you like, Matt Collins, if, if he's out. Yeah. And then you can just jam two studs into your lineup if you want to. If you throw Hollins into that lineup, if there's no Renfro, he's 3,300. Uh, let's see here. Between a running back and a flex, you have $7,300 left. You could use Diggs and Fournette if you wanted to. Yeah. Lots of <laughs> options. That's my point, where you only really need one thing to go right to start things off. Yeah, and I, I don't mind this one, especially for the smaller field, larger dollar tournaments, because if Conklin... I mean, yeah, we have Mac Hollins in this one too. But if Conklin fails as a part of this game stack, but as long as the Cincy side goes off, I mean, most tight ends fail anyway. Yeah, and they're cheap. Thirty eight hundred. Yeah. Like if he has seven and a half points, you're fine. Oh yeah, and it could be even better. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You have that's all exactly the upside it. built but in. But your your point is great there. The four for forty game. 
that's that's eight points. That's that's fine. Thirty eight hundred bucks. And assuming the rest of it went off, now you've got plug and play good plays everywhere else that you can just put in and rack your points up that way. And if we don't get another week where there's three hundred points on the board, that could be huge. Yeah, I would probably wouldn't expect uh, close to three hundred wins this week. It, it never works that way. It'll be like one eighty seven. And that's where, again, like you're parlaying up a lineup in the sense you need one big thing to happen with those five guys. If you have a secondary stack in there, you've now got seven of your guys used on needing two things to happen, two game flows to go the way that they well, need to go. And well, well, with defense. That, yeah, I was going to say with that one, if we do include Matt Collins, then you can play Derrick Henry at running back and you still have money for Michael Pittman if you wanted it. Whatever you want to do. Options are there. One-off wide receivers for the week. So if you're just like filling out your lineup – Listen, you can pick your poison with whoever the top end guys are. I'm not going to tell you if you have the money like, oh, I have a real hot take between Cup and Jefferson. I don't. Yeah. Right. I, I don't at all. But if you're looking for value at wide receiver this week, what do you think that we should go to? Like, I feel like Gage at 4,700 is going to be super popular if yeah. he plays. I put him at the very bottom of the list. Uh, some others I have, we talked about Drake London. Again, we talked about stacking him, but I think he's still fine. Like, he's attached to Mariota. Does Mariota break the slate? You had Hertz at 11%. Mariota's got to be like, what? Less than 1%? Oh, I see. I disagree just because he's running so much that he has, that he now is a part of that group of quarterbacks that has that ability to just score 45 points. I like it for that angle. That's why we've already talked about the stack. He, he, is, being, in the, he is in the optimal 4% of the time. Okay. So, that, again, that's why we talked about the stack earlier, but my point would be London does not require him. No. You could put London in as a good lower sort of mid-tier price now one-off receiver i like that um who else did i have here myers who you already talked about yeah but myers has to play i I gotta wait and see on that i mean you watched that but i mean you're a ravens fan i'm sure because you had a two stack you watched that game oh yeah how did miami set up that entire game in the passing game five yard slant five yard slant five yard slant five yard slant yeah that's all myers is gonna run all day if he plays he's gonna have like 20 catches yeah i hope he plays i like him for that reason and then the other guy i liked is still the people liked him last week it didn't fully work out on monday night football but in one of those games was Traylon burks another guy in that in that i see game, it's, funny, it's funny i hated him last week. He's, he's banged up too though he might not play yeah we have to wait again we have to wait and see on these guys i'm just looking for some one-offs to how, how do you feel about curtis samuel at 5100 is it like I, er, people played him week one a little bit and he was great People tell me like he, people said he is the value of week two. They were kind of right that he was the value. I didn't play him. I ended up using Dorch instead, and I shouldn't have. I should have used Curtis Samuel. But now that he's he's up in price, people are hip to what Curtis Samuel was up to in this offense. Like it just feels like he's going to break everyone's heart at some point. Yeah, him and Dotson, I had both down here, but I put the same thing. Probably got ownership with them, and I think they even get popular in secondary stacks because if people don't cheat. Yeah, they're cheap. And, if and, people- and I'm talking about them as the one-off receiver you could play in your flex. You're wide receiver three just to save money, or if you're around 5000 bucks, he's an easy click here, especially yeah. if one of Gage or one of those guys or Myers doesn't play, then all the ownership floods onto him. Yeah, one thing I'll say about Gage that I don't mind, I already had it mixed up here, is that like I talked about earlier, is I like him better in a secondary stack than a higher-owned one-off, meaning I'd rather go Aaron Jones as my wide receiver one in running back spot with gauge and to get at least different and still mix to make sense more than just use them because he's cheap can christian kirk be a one-off in your lineup at sixty two hundred dollars or is he now too expensive to not play without trevor lawrence he's got up there in price i'm glad you we, we talked about this on the strategy strategy show as well but where it gets some point they get there where it's like for him to have the game that matters it might be bringing Lawrence along because his quarterback's cheaper. So it kind of brings that along, but he's still fair priced, man. I think you could still play him in there and you might still want a secondary him though and see if something else can happen. I would do it with Mike Williams. 
That would yeah. be that would be the that game correlation that I would probably go to would be Williams. Now that Keenan's likely going to be in, yes, in and be slightly limited. No, like it doesn't feel like anyone wants a part of the Chargers' offense because they don't know about Herbert, and yeah. that's just making that game like out of sight, out of mind. I agree. But I mean, Jacksonville versus the Chargers could be fifty to forty-five. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. And I had him and Zay Jones because Zay Jones was still waiting for that to happen. I, cheap, cheap I, I, I did that last week, uh, Zay Jones, and didn't use Ingram. I think Ingram's the better play at this point, which terrifies me to no end. But, like, Myers and Kirk and even Samuel to this point have been, like, the three safest guys for that, like, price range. If Samuel keeps getting popular and you want to go somewhere else, now you talked about McLaurin already. I don't, I don't hate that. But- As a one-off? I was going to say as a one-off, I actually prefer Dotson. I think he's getting a little bit more than people think. And for some reason, the ownership just continues to go to Samuel. But Dotson's still been doing his thing. So I'm okay with him there. He had two touchdowns the first week. He still came through last week. He didn't get as big of a price bump as some others. So just saying, if you want to go there that bad and you and you need the money, and you're like, I can't get to Samuel or whatever, you, you could still play Dotson, who's right there. I think he's 300 bucks cheaper. I don't want to play Chark because I think it's not good. But he, yeah. they... When they get, I, I know Amon Ra is like doing everything, but Chark just keeps getting end zone targets. Yeah. Like he brought one down week one. He dropped it in week two or was just slightly overthrown. But they just keep, like, they have plays set up for him to run to the end zone super deep. Yeah, people weren't watching the game or checking. They probably didn't see that, but he did get those chances. And so I had him up here next to Cousins talking about it. I was going to say Chark and Hawkinson. Hawkinson's at tight end, obviously, but um, most in that stack of Kirk Cousins are going to be playing Irv Smith. So if you want to play somebody else and then use Hawkinson instead as your run back there in that game, you could do that. But I kind of like Chark because then you can get Cousins. Like now we're talking about how to get Jefferson in. Cousins, Jefferson, Irv Smith, run it back with Chark. You're not dead for money. No, I, I also like if you play one of the Mariota, Trevor Lawrence, Flacco, Matt Ryan, whatever it is, like super cheap stacks, mm-hmm. that I think my correlation there would be to pay up and go with Swift and Jefferson. Yeah, that's fine too. And try to play it back that way. That's that's what that's what I'm playing around with right now. So the four Jefferson is expensive. He is, but if you can, but that's the reason people aren't going to fit him in. Yeah, but still has to get there. Yeah, but I have confidence that he is going to get there. Thirty-five might not do it at that price. Maybe not, but thirty-five for Cup last week wasn't anywhere near. No, but it was also one of the highest scoring weeks like ever. Yeah, that's true. It depends on how you feel. But I feel like this week we talked about these situations, Allen. To a Stafford, like there's big okay. scoring spots. We'll, we'll finish I don't up. think 300, but I'm saying I still think we'll see enough scoring that it's going to Let, be a cl- Let's finish off on the uh, the one-off wide receivers for a second. Because yeah, I do yeah. want to talk about that Buffalo stack. Because I feel like that's going to end up being my main lineup is Allen, Diggs, and probably Gabe Davis together. Yeah. <laughs> Just those three guys and figure it out on the other side. Maybe it's Chase Edmonds. Who knows? But it's probably not. It's probably going to be Tyree Kill. I was going to say. It's got, I think <laughs> you, know, you go for the gusto with that. Like you I, just said. I, I think it would actually be Waddle. I like Waddle. I've got Waddle over to Tyreek. Tyreek can break the slate more likely, but if we've seen the last two weeks, one thing we always knew coming into week one, you and I talked about it, was the Waddle connection that was always there with Tua. The Tyreek is just the addition, the additional bonus that we're getting, right? Obviously, you know, very, uh, very opportunistic one to have where you got a guy like him, those five-yard slants that he can just take and do whatever with, but it still opens it up for Waddle, and I think Tua still has shown that he likes that. So I think you can still go with him and leave Tyreek out if you need the savings. Gabriel Davis or Christian Kirk is a one-off receiver. No one is using Gabriel Davis. Yeah. And it seems like he's fine. I think I like Davis more, just for my notes, with Allen instead of Diggs. Okay. And hope that he comes in and eats his lunch a little bit. Obviously, Diggs coming off the huge game. Diggs just incredible as it is. 
But again, another spot where the price went up a little bit. Diggs could not have the 45-point performance this week. Uh, you know, it crushed it on a two-game island Monday night football slate. You need that. On this one, if Diggs does, you know, his normal 23-24, probably not needed. Dotson, Olave, jump out as, and along with Russell Gage, jump out as the values in the 4,000. And Samuel. Samuel's 51. Oh, that's what it was this week. Is Dotson 4,600? You say it's 46. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm he's trying to remember the two numbers. He's there. also by far the highest projected guy outside of Russell Gage yeah. in the 4,000s. Marvin Jones actually, per projections, rates out really well. I don't know why. God. Don't like that, but, you know. Yeah, you never know what they're going to do there, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. No one's going back to Dorch. Yeah. I, I didn't 43? Have, I didn't have him on the list here, but if you you know if you wanted to go there, I got no problem with it. Like again, he's been doing okay. So if Myers sits, do any of the Patriots guys become intriguing? Be it like Aguilar's forty one hundred, Parker's four thousand. I'd rather Aguilar, but I just Kendrick Bourne. I'd just avoid. I also think the you know the situation from last week will go a little bit more. It, it's not going to get there because ownership. But I was saying overblown where the their D was still in trouble last week. They had guys back like Peters and Humphrey. Yeah, their D's not good. Straight right. up, not good. But it definitely got more taken advantage of last week because these guys didn't even play. They had two rookies play 55 and 45% of their snaps in the second half. The, the whole o- game, which was in the second half. The other top, like, points per dollar guys, if Perriman goes, Perriman at 39 seems yeah. like a play. Like, that's yeah. the cheap guy that you use to get in. You mentioned Mac Hollins at 33. Should Hunter Renfro end up sitting with this concussion problem? Is there anyone else... Like, Paris Campbell ran every route last week. Everyone loved Paris Campbell. He did nothing. But he's still going to be the wide receiver, two on this team. He's $3,400 now. Yeah. With, you know, Pittman, Doolin, Campbell, that's what I'm saying. If you're running your Matt Ryan stacks, I think that's who you run through it. And then maybe Granson, I don't know, or Mo Alley-Cox. I, I don't know if you want to I, I don't. I See, I, I'm not going to play it in large enough field tournaments where I feel like I need to overstack that game. I just pick the pieces that I know that I like and just figure it out somewhere else it's it's honestly it's just ryan Pittman, kelsey in what you're playing yeah but or, in large or, or, field i think there's no way you play matt ryan single stack you double stack no no yes, get the full ceiling out of him and you gotta mix these cheapies in so to your point that's where i can see campbell getting some run and, and making sense so mac hollands probably the cheapest potential player 3300 at receiver is there anyone below him not that i see no like is he and i might like like you mentioned just there now perryman is kind of interesting depending on how their stuff shakes out. At least there's a bit of a connection there. Yeah, as long as he's a go. Yeah, that too. We have to wait and see. Because you have Scotty Miller at 38. You have Perriman at 39. Everyone's going to use Gage. They're not going to use the other two. I don't know how Cole Beasley fits in. I was going to say, they're going to elevate Beasley, Yeah, you right? can't, so, like, he's not in the player pool. Yeah. So you can't use him. Yeah. That would be the ultimate. <laughs> Just like that game goes off and it's Beasley who does it. That's likely. That's why this situation becomes more of an avoid. But Gage... In cash and stuff like that, I can see people going there. At Perryman, we'll have to wait and see how it shakes out. But I mean, I he does he does appear. Like when I generated the optimal, you see Russell Gage. He's one of the receivers. Yeah, along with Fournette in that same lineup. God, it can it can happen. It can. That's just. But that's a, that, this is a cash. Lineup. Week week one, it was Gibson and Dotson. Yeah, both crushed and probably Samuel. Too. But if you put Wentz in, that was the difference. No one was putting Wentz in with it, and you could have and and crushed. One off tight ends. Who do you like the best for cheap tight end? I think I like Conklin the best. Should Uzama sit? Yeah, the Conklin call you had earlier was on my list. Um, Hawkinson, because like I said, he's on the opposite side of Irv Smith in that same game, same spot. It can do it that way. And you can secondary stack it if you want, but just plugging it in. Uh, What did you think of Goddard? He's sort of in that middle tier range of the both. A way to get a piece of Hertz if Hertz doesn't break it, but Goddard's still involved and does something for him. 
I don't. I think it's funny too. Like I can play Kyle Pitts for two hundred dollars more. Yeah, I got him here above him. So yeah, I, I, I just like for one hundred dollars more. Actually, he's forty eight hundred dollars. Like, yeah, H- maybe maybe it's another zero. Who knows? H- Higby, Jawan Johnson, already talked about him. Those guys are good with me. But why why is Higby so much better than Ertz for a hundred dollars more? Like Ertz is. I mean, they're both super involved in those offenses. The floors are pretty elevated. Yeah. And weirdly enough, I kind of. I mean, this, the numbers don't bear it out so far, but if I had to project one to score a touchdown between the two, it would be Erska's Cup catches every touchdown for the Rams. Yeah, <laughs> that, that makes sense too. I, I got no problem with him. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to go there, I, I just, I'm thinking about my Stafford stacks and ways to get a little bit different on that side. Just drawing it up here now. But the um, the setup there for me would be to go to Higby in those lineups where you're stacking it up. Or use Cup, use Cup, Higby, and Stafford and just play Ertz in the flex. Save all the money. That's your run back or Dorch. Yeah, Dorch. Dorch would be the way to go there, I think, for sure. If James Conner sits, do you have any interest in the Arizona running backs? Would it be Eno Benjamin? Or Daryl Williams? Yeah, not not so much for me, no. So, one-off tight ends, Conklin. That's the guy. Everett, if... Par, I was, if what's Parham the deal with Parham? Par, I had Parham I, back, question mark. I, I think that? Parham is going to be back, therefore I probably don't like Everett as much. But if Keenan Allen's still banged up, maybe they do run Everett. It's not like they're asking Everett to block. Evan Ingram's yeah. 3700 bucks too. Yeah, Ingram. The other guy I had was Hurst. I like Hurst. Hurst is the opposite side of Conklin in that game. But again, going back to those stacks we talked about, it's another way just to mix them up. I'm, I'm definitely getting on that game now, just the way we talked through it. I think, I think the Jets could put up at least something to make it and push Burrow. And we've been waiting since he's 0-2, right? Lost an OT to Pittsburgh and lost again last week to Dallas. Do you think people will chase Cole Komet at 34? I think they will. God, I won't, but. I won't. I, I don't even have him on the list. So. Yeah, the the other one would be Granson. Granson's twenty seven hundred bucks, and Juwan Johnson is twenty nine hundred dollars. Like, if you're really punting tight end, I think those are your two options. Yeah, I had Granson as the last one on my list. I am going to look at the Komet stuff. I, I want to go back and see because I know everyone liked him for showdown in that game last week, and he dudded. Ryan Griffin scored like two point five uh, points, sorry, and still beat him. But Komet is leverage to Montgomery. Komet is, but I feel like this game only works one way. Bears win with Montgomery running. Bears lose with Montgomery running. They, they don't pass. No, but if you we like Pierce that we talked about earlier. Yeah. If Pierce gets his two on the ground and they get up early somehow, whatever they the were, shakedown they is. They were down an entire half by 20 points and didn't throw the ball. It's po- Yeah, it's still possible. You're right. <laughs> Do you like Mooney at all? No. I, 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 I hated him coming into the year. I, I just hate that off. I think that team is bad. Yeah. Outside of Montgomery, I don't know who you could potentially start. Even your fucking season-long fantasy week. So then, they, then the play is Pierce with the D. Because who else? how else are they getting there? They just run Montgomery still even when they're down? and They, 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 what, they, they will. I'm saying that they literally could get shut out. I don't know if they'll get shut out. But if, if you got Pierce over Montgomery in you, almost the same okay, spot. Let, let me ask you this. If the, Bear, if the Bears get shut out this week, which I don't think happens, they score zero points. How many fantasy points does Houston's D score? 13? 12 or 13, yeah. That's not great. That's for fan- a shutout. Fantastic. For- I mean, listen, yes, if you play Houston's D and they get 13 points, that's great. But that's banking on a shutout to happen. Right, but I'm saying that also <laughs> something else must have happened to cause the shutout. And on top of it, it probably co- correlates with Pierce having a pretty good game, yes. you think. I would just so rather that's pl- what I'm saying. You may as well double down for every thought you've had on this conversation today. It makes sense for you to put in Houston D with Pierce. You don't like the runbacks. You don't see them doing anything but running, and Montgomery's going to be high-owned. In lineups, you're not playing Montgomery because I'm sure you're not avoiding him completely no, I'm not with the Montgomery. stacks we've got. My yeah. point being, when you are against him, though, you almost should double down based on all the thoughts you've had today. Of the popular running backs that are like cheap, I'm just not playing Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I'm with you on the other thoughts. I just think 
Um, put Montgomery in those stacks where you're off the board already. And if you're not playing Montgomery, you could play Pierce with the D. Yeah, I'm not using Houston. Like I will tell you right now, I will have zero percent Houston D. That is not how I like to play defense at all. I feel like that caps my upside of what I'm looking for. Like I need to find a defense that breaks the slate and I don't feel like even in a shutout they can break the slate. Maybe I'm wrong. Fields throws 30 times and throws five picks. Yeah, then, but I think last week is in people's head. Like there's so many slates where defense doesn't break a slate. It just get that's what people no, remember. But I'm looking at I'm all I'm trying to do is find a defense below $2,500 that's going to face 40 pass attempts. That's all I'm looking for. I don't yeah. care if they're good or bad. Yeah. It was it was like why I used Atlanta last week. The Rams are going to throw. You throw enough, you're going to make a mistake. Yeah. And like, to be clear, Houston's not my favorite D. I'm just saying what, what people watching the show or listening to it are always doing, same as what we're doing. They're listening to what the other person's saying and trying to formulate a thought. Mm-hmm. Listening to you all day today, you don't like the Chicago side that much. It's just going to be running with Montgomery. And if not, it's going to be nothing. So you might as well double down on your earlier Pierce call if you're doing, is my thoughts. Yeah, I, I just like Pierce. Like just, yeah. I mean, the one guy we didn't talk about from that game was Cooks. He was another one-off guy. Didn't He's get a one, it, like he is a legit low-owned leverage play. Yeah. If if everyone's using Montgomery, and I I'm guessing Pierce will build up a little bit as the week goes along. Montgomery Cooks, or just Cooks. Yeah, but I'm saying as a way, <laughs> like we talked about earlier with um, Gage, as a way to get different is to play Aaron Jones with who's not getting any of the love and is squeezed between the popular running backs, you're kind of flipping that if you really do like Montgomery and think it's a decent enough spot. And look, running back's been horrible anyway, so maybe 20 or 15 from Montgomery is good. You can get in there and get it a little bit different with your lineup and make it make sense by putting Cooks on the other side. Let's talk defenses. How are we filling out our lineups at D this week? Lions? Probably not the Panthers. I was thinking Lions. Just at first glance, but... um... Detroit was not on my list, no. If Hutchinson is good, and it sounds like he is, he wreaked havoc last week. And after watching the Monday night game, Minnesota's uh, offensive line, not great. Yeah. And if Cousins is going to be in a high leverage spot where people are going to start, as you said, like Delvin Cook's team is building up. I like that for that reason. I was just about to say. Cousins' team is now building up as well. He'll be a popular, he'll be like this game in general will be somewhat popular. I don't know if the Lions D is going to be a part of that. And again, I just need this game to be a high scoring game. 2,200 bucks too. Yeah. It's super cheap. I like Like, that. You could add 2,200 bucks. You could have Colts against Mahomes. Dolphins against, I mean, Dolphins against Allen isn't crazy because Allen's going to throw 40 times. Problem is he's going to post like 80 points. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I didn't have them. I did have Washington, though, to the Hurt stacks. Yeah. Right, just as a leverage spot there. He does enough and gets sacked enough and things like that where you could find an angle there. So, uh, and he's been bombing, like he's been tossing it up now. You got A.J. Brown, you got Quez Watkins, you got um, Devontae Smith. So Goddard, things like that. You can have a bunch of opportunities there where I could see that working. But I like that Detroit call quite a bit at 2,200 because, like you said, especially in lineups, you're not going there with Cousins or with Cousins Stacks or with Cooks. You just run it back the other side. Detroit works just fine. Your, your lineup already tells the story that you don't like those guys. The other one, Jetsty against Burrow. Because, again, I am convinced that people have now talked themselves into get right week yeah. for the Bengals. Like, even that minus five that's hanging out there, like, people are like, oh, it's free money. No way that the Jets stay yeah. close here. But, like, if Burrow plays like he played the first two weeks, he sucked. And, and it doesn't He's horrible. He, well, he also can be, the, like, a Wentz example. He can throw his three touchdowns and have guys like Jamar Chase drag him through it, but he can still throw three picks or four picks and have stuff happen. And, so, just, and then it just takes one to go the other way. And even then, that gets him right back on the field. So that's the whole point. You can have, people can have their take that Burrow comes back and has his good game for him, but they could still lose and that D could still crush, or they could win and the D could still crush. What about pivots, though, like Eagles D? 
they're getting a little bit of steam. Yeah, who, Panthers who, who, who D are is the, getting a steam. So who who's are the, guy the popular D's? Most popular D's so far this week. Eagles against Wentz. Carolina, Eagles, Seahawks seem to be pretty high. So going through these three quick, I think just if you go to the Eagles, are what, 2,900? Packers against Brady with nobody there to help them? That's not horrible. And Fournette? Or the other side, yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just thinking that they're 100 bucks less, and we've seen this a bunch of times where you sort of go to what's around them, but the Packers going against Brady with no real weapons. I know, like we said earlier, he can make things happen, and Fournette being popular again. I really kind of like that thought there for a leverage spot going that way. And then uh, who's the other one? Say Carolina I want to look at. They're 2,600. Seahawks against Atlanta are above. Texans are actually getting a little bit of steam below them, so maybe that's yeah. – not the case, but I, I do kind of like that Packers call. Anybody else you like? Tampa. I mean, the problem is the Bills are too expensive, but that's a great spot. Yeah. Like if I was going to pay up, it would be for Buffalo in my non-Josh Allen sacks and just hope Buffalo's D does all the scoring in that game. Like their adjusted sack rate right now is the highest in the league and they don't blitz. Like that's a that's the problem for Tua is that now that they're playing a team that can send four at you and they're going to hassle you, what is he going to do? Well, that's the thing, though. That's why I don't mind. That's why I like Waddle more than Hill, because it'll just be in I was going to say, it's just going to be, that might not be as good for the D either, because if if he's just tossing them over the top. Yeah, but you want to. If you can get Tua throwing 45 times, I'll take my chances. Well, of course, but you're also (laughs) paying for it, right? You you are, but no no one seems like they're paying up for it. No, it hasn't been the thing so far, so you're going to get a week eventually where that happens. And like, that's not going to work with Mahomes or anything. But if I do play one of those Mariota The ownership is so low this week on the teams at the top. Chargers against Lawrence, no ownership, 3,900. Bears, even with Montgomery getting popular, it does not look like their $3,800 defense is getting popular. Um, Chiefs against Ryan, nothing. Bengals against Flacco, nothing. Bills against Tua, nothing. So you pay for a D3,500 up this week, you're already off the board if you can find that money elsewhere. It's just tough to find the money because everywhere else is so expensive. Yeah, pay up running back, pay up defense, pay down everywhere else, and you're doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing yeah. this week. I, I always like this, and we talk about it so much on the show, but I think people love it, is that they're, they're getting more into these tournaments where they, even if they're spending a little bit more, or it's more not about the, necessarily the cost. The, the higher cost usually means smaller field. So it's more of what we're talking about is geared towards these smaller fields that people have more realistic chances in than anybody winning the $20 Millimaker with 250,000 people. So these types of plays in those smaller field tournaments can work where you don't need everything to be perfect, but it can be such a differentiator for your lineups overall. Packers, right now, fifth in adjusted sack rate. Yeah, I like them. Man, on, on, this, on this slate, it appears to be, where the hell did the bills go? Did I click on the wrong thing? No, I'm looking at O-line stats. They're, they're giving up the most, so don't quote me on that one. Uh, I had clicked off D-line to O-line. So Tampa, let's go adjusted sack rate. Buffalo, Tampa, Dallas, and San Fran are not on the slate. Then you have Minnesota at 10%. Are Vikings D popular? No, I don't think so. Um, again, another one that you're just looking at. What are they, 3,200? Same thing. The only D up there, the, the only D above 3,000 even getting a hint of ownership right now is the Saints at 3,500. But I don't, I mean, I don't love the Saints here because the Carolina offense takes zero chances. Yeah. Like they don't throw the ball down the field. It's, it's almost like the two a situation, but I don't think they'll generate enough pressures. Like, yeah, Baker might take a few sacks, but weirdly Baker isn't like, oh, I need to jam this into traffic. Yeah. Like it's not like playing Winston. <laughs> he'll, he'll usually like run out of bounds and stuff like that. And if it's backwards, obviously you can get that sack picked up. But I think in general, he's not making the bigger mistakes 
uh, as something, like you said, with Tua throwing 45 times could be incredible. Tennessee, 9.5% adjusted sack rate through two games. I know they've, like, lost everyone on defense, but, again, I don't think – everyone just, like, the, the Titans are poison right now. A lot like the Colts are poison. That maybe Henry Tennessee D, Devontae Adams. And they're going against Carr. Yeah. Like, that's another perfect spot that I like. So, uh, yeah, and they're another pivot, too, there, right, with Green Bay um, that we talked about earlier off of Philly against Wentz. But the Lions are top 10 in adjusted sack rate right now, playing Cousins. Cousins get it. Listen, Cousins can light you up. He can get it going the wrong way at the same time. And they're blocking, if we take a look at it, on the offensive line, uh, the worst offensive lines in football right now and giving up sacks. It's not like Cincinnati's offensive line has been better than they've actually, like the stats would say, but Burrow's holding onto the ball too long. So yeah. it's, a, it's a real issue. Chicago, Cincinnati of games teams on the slate, New Orleans, Green Bay, Carolina, the Rams, Vegas. So the two that match up the best, it seems so far, the Bucks are like the optimal play based yeah. on the amount that they sack teams versus the team that they're playing who gets sacked a ton. Rodgers doesn't throw a ton of picks, mind you, yeah. but they're going to be hitting them. I like, I like the other side, but I agree. Yeah, I, I just I think that's a good spot. You brought me onto that one. And there. Titans, weirdly enough. Like, bad O-line with Vegas. They get a ton of pressure. That just makes sense. The four I like most that we talked about, at least somewhat, is Detroit versus Minnesota for the spot, the leverage, the fact Cousins will throw. Th- mistakes can be made on some of these passes or tip balls, things like that. Green Bay versus Tampa Bay, Fournette, leverage, the fact Brady's down all his weapons and could just be old and bad now. We don't know. See, Tennessee versus Vegas going against Carr, like you talked about. He's actually going to throw the ball, and, like, you're going to get spots there. And then I kind of like you call you out on the Jets against Cincy. Like, if Burrow's not back, he can still – it can still be a spot to pick up. He, he threw, what, four picks in week one or something? Like, he can definitely do it, and the Jets haven't been half bad. So, I like that. Um, you know, that's that's probably where I sit as of right now. Those, those four stand out. How much are the Falcons? Love love the Falcons every week. How much are they? Where are they at? I didn't even see They're them. up a little bit, 27. That's nah, too much. So I think at the, what did I say the Titans were? 2,800. 2,800. I think I'd rather go Titans rather than Atlanta in that game. Because if things don't go right for Atlanta and they score a bunch, they are just getting run. They're facing 50 rushing attempts. I also like that you could put them with Henry if you wanted to. Yeah, that's a Typically stat- when Henry has a big game, it's something that's getting him in the position to get those opportunities. So I, I do kind of like that as well. So Bucks at the high end for me at 3,100. That's not even all that. I mean, if you can get to the Bills, fuck it, get to the Bills or get to the Chargers or whatever. I think that's too expensive. But you can go Bucks at 31. I think that they are the safest highest upside type play this week and no one is probably using them because they want to use gauge and Fournette yeah, and that's that's for sure that I kind think, of thing yeah titans just below that at 2800 then you got the lions and jets if you want to punt yeah although or, the, the minnesota o-line has not they've given up three sacks what, what about games. the jags running it back if herbert is a little bit banged up and i, I don't mind up. that that's a bit chancier though in terms of what they actually do well because they don't play good defense yeah i agree okay. unless they're playing matt ryan but, hey, they lit up Matt Ryan, so who knows? You never know. I like the other ones you mentioned better, to be honest. Yeah, so those would be my four that I'll probably run through, and I tend to lean on the side of cheaper than more expensive. Although that Bucks one, I kind of like. Feels like we're going to need it this week, too. But 2,800, those guys both there, Titans and the Packers, to me, both are enticing at 2,800. Yeah, just, I'm just looking at it now. The, the Packers get, like, no pass rush. Yeah, I think it's more just the spot you're in. It's just, it's again, you're playing it for leverage, and if it goes your way, you could definitely see that happening. It's Brady, down weapons, Fournette, high ownership. Mm-hmm. Definitely a spot we've seen hit in the past. I mean, they're, they're middle of the pack. I don't want to say they and Jacksonville are both middle of the pack 
right now. But it's funny, for as like decimated as the Tampa Bay offensive line is, Brady just doesn't take sacks. He, just he, usually, throws, he usually doesn't. He just throws it away. But I was going to say, well, that's what you have to yeah, you get, see. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. If you just, get the opportunity. But I, I really like look. I, I like looking at it way more for what you do, the quarterbacks, and then the leverage spot. And with Fournette being likely the highest owned on the slate at running back, if not maybe everywhere by the time this week wraps up, uh, that, could, that could definitely be a good spot to go. Shock the Titans are still generating so much pressure. Blows my mind. Number, number six in the league and behind Buffalo, Tampa, Minnesota, Tennessee on the slate. It's a different regime a little bit, but they, I mean, t- Titans are a little bit underrated at times. Been in the playoffs the last couple of the, What was the one year they took out the Ravens and the mm. Patriots, I think? Like they've been doing a little bit better each year, sort of doing their thing. So it doesn't surprise me as much, but it, this could just be a good spot against Derek Carr and, his, and company. At I mean, home Adams, too. Adams is there. But and, er, and everyone in the world is on the Vegas side. Yeah, I, like, I actually like that. It's another one for uh, for Survivor if you're still in it. You can go. No, I would not go with Tennessee. No, I'm saying that where you could take the shot. I think I think you're right. People do like that other side. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Titans sell Titans is the uh, and they might not be wrong. Like the Titans might be bad. It's possible. There's, there's, there's that too. Anyway, what do you got coming up this week? Rest rest of the week. Uh, Friday night show, run Pure Sports YouTube. Going to do the. We'll have all the injuries and stuff you, by the end. If of you today. have power, if I have power, again we're waiting to see that. Everything's if I have power, and then Sunday, of course, uh, it's kind of it's before yours. So you can catch my show and then go over to yours after eight forty five Eastern on the Run Pure Sports YouTube channel. We will have the first show off the chalk. It's called. We go over everything where the ownership ended up and talk through even more of the scenarios that you and I have talked through today of like how we're shaping out our lineups for, this, for the week. You can follow Tambo on Twitter at ToeTagandTambo and go to RunPureSports.com. Obviously, his tidbits will be out on Saturday. I'll include them in the newsletter. You can sub for free. It'll have the full injury report, everything up to date, plus some more plays. You can find that down in the description. Listeners League down in the description. Additionally, I'll be back on Fantasy Football Picks and Bets with props and the full injury report and rankings update on Saturday. Weather pending, power pending, I will be here on Sunday morning and Sunday evening with Tambo and Cust live in the studio after the games, so please tune into that. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.